Hey folks, we're back with Not So Giant Women, Steven Universe podcast with Daria and Ivy. Um, we're going to talk about beach party. <laughs> so uh, they live on a beach. Yeah. Any party they have a beach party, like automatically. <laughs> yeah, this, this doesn't seem to be a tricky episode title, this one. This one well, could indeed be about a party I, on a beach. In Beach City would also qualify even if it's not on the beach. You know, I mean... Maybe the real question is, is it a party on a beach or is it an adventuring party oh. <laughs> to a different beach? <laughs> or is it a typo and it's about trees? I, I think I'm reaching. Yeah. <laughs> I think I reached even further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our job. <laughs> okay, listeners, Shall we? either engage your memory or engage your viewer while I watch episode, what number are we on? 18? 18. 18 beach party. Yes. A fun one this week. <laughs> It was a beach party. Yep. <laughs> a beach party was the pizzas, so it's also a pizza party. Yep. The parties were partying. Okay. See if we can offer a recap to to refresh your memories and to test mine. <laughs> I, I got to say, I don't see any problem with your memory so far. So <laughs> We open in the middle of Stephen and the Gems battling a giant floating pufferfish monster looks kind of like a pufferfish pokemon <laughs> and the fugemon if you will is being particularly <laughs> difficult to take down as well as having spikes as stephen surfboard finds out it can blow an extremely hard gust of wind which is even too strong for gun to be able to simply punch it away no matter <laughs> how far she comes from Amethyst has had enough, turns into a giant baseball bat and swats the thing away into the ocean. Pearl notes that this just means it'll come back and I'll have to take care of it later, at which point Amethyst says, yes, then we'll take care of it later. Garnet, meanwhile, has been blown back into town and has landed on and destroyed the sign of Fish Stew Pizza. And the patriarch of the family who run it, the pizza family... (laughs) Either some nominative determinism that seems to go up a lot of occupations in Beach City, <laughs> either that or their ancestors are the ones who invented pizza. <laughs> but the Patriarch Coffee is quite upset at this, that the sign is broken, making him, I think, possibly the first person I've seen to be terribly upset about the constant property damage in Beach City. <laughs> his mother, Nanafwa, and his daughters, Jenny and Kiki, whom we've already met, are rather less irate, but nonetheless back off at Nanafwa's insistence that their cell phones are all ringing and they must go inside and not be near this. Puffy bans the gems from Fish Stew Pizza. Of note, he doesn't actually ban Stephen. Right. So Stephen's action at this point forward aren't even to get himself un- unbanned from one of his favourite joints. Back at the treehouse, Stephen asks if the gems are upset about what's happening. Garnet... Uh, Garnet, who, talk, who talks a lot in this and actually sounds a bit closer to Estelle's regular voice when she talks this much. Huh. Garnet notes they don't do what they do for thanks. And Stephen says, yes, that's so nice. And But don't they care about being banned? And none of them, none of them particularly do, even Amethyst, who thinks it wasn't all that great of a pizza anyway. <laughs> Nonetheless, Stephen resolves to mend fences between the gems and the pizza family with a beach party. Title drop. Indeed. And I forgot, I don't know if they said that, I forgot to do the hazard thing during the episode. Oh dear. Ah. But Stephen sets up the barbecue on the beach and the pizza family are coming round. The gems are all ready as the pizzas approach. Stephen asks the gems to change their outfits to something a bit more beach casual. And they do take inspiration from a magazine, Pearl into a sundress, uh, uh, excuse me, Garnet into a more more casual sash around the waist or t- possibly a 
possibly a towel based on the pictures, hard to say. Okay. Bit of beach casual and Amethyst does a similar thing and she has a bum bag because of course she does. <laughs> I think this is the first time I've I've seen any of them without stars on their clothing. Although Garnet's is still cut like a star around her top half. Yep, that's true. This they change outfits by a big flash of light, which doesn't overly impress the pizzas, particularly not Kofi, who just assumes they're a circus act. It seems to take a lot to move the people of Beach City, particularly if one of them is already angry at you. Mm-hmm. They sit down to eat the, eat the barbecue or the, the humans do. It is noted that gems don't need to eat, chasing one of the things we've been wondering about for some time. I see, I see no problem there with the fact that Amethyst simply does it for fun. Yep. Nanafoy just dismisses this as young people being on their experimental di- diets, at which point Garnet notes she is much older than her. Things start to get awkward and Stephen decides to take this for a game of volleyball in order to balance out gem powers and possibly also to have people getting along. He forms the teams into one gem, one human each, counting himself as a gem he teams up with Nanafoy. It goes okay for a while. We see some pretty fun how to use your various personality types to win at volleyball along with some (laughs) gem powering including knocking a ball so hard and fast into the ground that it turns the sand into spikes of glass as Nanifar helpfully informs us and Stephen this is what happens when you superheat sand. However this soon degrades into people accusing each other of cheating. Stephen and Nanifar are still getting on fine but Stephen is worrying it's all gone to pot however as he goes to get discarded volleyball the pufferfish fugamon returns and starts <laughs> blowing around and attacking the beach to this a plan is form- formulated Stephen and Nanafwa run around in circles to distract the pufferfish the amethyst shapeshifts into a ball looking a bit like a barber papa when she does so <laughs> and she is she is flung into the air for by Pearlful Garnet to be able to spike her down as she did the volleyball earlier, sinking, sorry, sinking Amethyst into the sand so fast that she superheats and forms the glass spikes as seen before. They then all use the net, which is being a net is not so easily blown away, rather blown through by the pufferfish's puffs. And with one final punch the pufferfish is burst on the spikes of glass and coffee begrudgingly thanks the the gems for their hospitality and for saving his family and unbans them from fish stew pizza which the gems have mostly forgotten already that they were banned from in the first place and Stephen <laughs> nervously laughs as we iris out you got it <sighs> i while i glossed over in the description it is very much love the very much worth seeing the volleyball antics of the of the teams in the various heats with the the, the stoic, the neat, and the fun-loving, and the I guess short ones team teams in their heats and <laughs> Kofi winning by threatening to ban his daughter's various privileges or things uh, if they actually hit the ball back. Yeah, that's straight up cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I got to be honest that my favorite aspect of this episode was seeing the gems in their beach wear. <laughs> yeah, as noted, they don't change their, outf- their outfit much. And I liked seeing them in something something different that reflected all of their personalities. Yeah. Just having a bum bag seems so amethyst, as does Pearl's slightly old-fashioned sundress. Yeah, I agree. It definitely uh, you know, it, it went with who was doing it. <laughs> um, the... The bag looked a lot like what she wore in the pilot. Uh, yeah, what actually, wore. Yeah. It's almost the same. So I wondered if that was a reference. <laughs> um, Someone just really likes drawing bum bags and amethyst. <laughs> just like, yeah, she would have this. I mean, it's kind of indisputable that she would, uh, that would be something that she would think is cool. Um, and Although if somebody else was wearing it, she might make fun of them. <laughs> and Garnet continues her asymmetrical theme. <laughs> I've, been, I've been noticing she has a bit of a harlequin pattern, a bit of lopsidedness going on her usual outfit, and she, she was, again, sort of lopsided with her, her beachified outfit. 
Yeah. I have a coworker who thought that I liked Harley Quinn because Garnet was on my coffee cup <laughs> and he, he didn't look close enough and he thought I was a fan of it. And, uh, you know, he, he had a whole conversation with me about this, like, um, I guess either the movie or some writer on it. I don't know. He thought I was familiar with it and I've literally never seen anything that oh involves Harley Quinn. I just know what she is about and what she looks like and stuff. And so we're kind of talking past each other because he thinks I know what he's talking about and I have no idea why he thinks I like this character that I have never talked about. But then finally he's just like, that's her on your cup, right? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Wow, for, for such an embedded expert, you'd think he kind of noticed that <laughs> apart from general clothing pattern, Garnet and Harley Quinn don't actually look much alike. No, not at all. But I, I don't know that he was particularly familiar with it either. It's just he encountered it and he, on a on short uh, notice, I guess, after seeing this movie, he comes in thinking that I'll want to talk about it, but I have no idea why he thinks I'm familiar with this. I'm like, oh, you lost me here. So that was pretty funny. Um, but it is interesting because I looked at pictures of them side by side and they had the, the same, the same two legs were black and red <laughs> in one of her costumes. Like, you know, Harley Quinn, I guess wears different stuff, but. Yeah. Anyway. And I've, I've also noticed Garnet's shoulder puffs, poltroons, upper uh -huh. sleeves are, are different colors as well. They sure are. Yeah. But, um. And her, her star is only coming in from one side. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely got a. A much more asymmetrical look to her because Pearl and Amethyst both look pretty symmetrical, except that Amethyst has her hair parted way on the side and covers one eye and has like one droopy shoulder strap. But she still looks much more symmetrical. She doesn't have like different colors and stuff. Although Garnet has the same colored um, gloves and stuff, at least. So, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely like. Um, I remember, was it in the 80s when asymmetrical fashion was the thing for women's clothes? Big shoulder pads and asymmetrical Oh, yeah. Fashion? Especially for younger people, there was like you'd have sleeves. and I had a few things like that back then. Mm -hmm. Sleeves in different colors, usually pretty bright. Yeah. I wondered if the, you know, if the designs for Garnet that they settled on were at least based on that concept of fashion. Um, but then if you give her a big Afro, that's going back a little farther. So I don't know. Um, it's interesting because <laughs> mo most of her quite staid personality, you'd think she'd be towards something fairly straightforward and uniform, but there's, there's years of big hair and puffy shoulders. And uh, um, mm -hmm. as, as you know, especially in the, on, her sh on her shirt thing, it's this 80s like star popping across the mm -hmm. chest. Mm-hmm. I think her feet are the same, at least. I like to wear two different color socks, so <laughs> um, her feet look the same. <laughs> I used to do that, but now all my socks look the same anyway, so. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to be too much of a jerk about it, but um, to be honest, this is one of my least favorite episodes. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm influencing you and stuff, but I, like, no. whenever I watch That's this cool. episode, I... We aren't, we aren't always going to like the same ones. Yeah. I just, um, I guess if I had to put my finger on why, I think it's mainly like the, the plot at the end where they're, um, you know, I don't, I don't. I don't dislike really any episode of this show. I mean, there are just ones that I have problems with the writing, I guess. And this is one of them is where they're, uh, without any discussion, they're executing, uh, they're executing a um, plan, a pretty complicated plan where they're just taking Stephen and Nanaflower taking turns calling out complicated instructions. Well, not really complicated, but everybody's got a part and they're just on the fly yelling these instructions to everyone. And everyone was important to putting this together and then it all comes together at the end. And, uh, you know, that kind of plot, they, they use that a lot in, uh, in um, shows that usually feel more written. And that one, it just felt a little more written to me than they usually do. It didn't feel as organic as they usually do. I think I liked so. it because we've seen it once in this show. And yes. also it's, because Nanafa is entirely new to, entirely new to us, even though we've met we've seen her family before she as a character right. is new to us so it's not completely out of left field for us to go ah this this new person is on the ball enough to do this this once 
Right. Um, I think I would have had less of a problem with it if it was one person calling out orders like, oh, I've lightning flat, uh, lightning fast come up with this plan. And now I'm telling everybody what to do. That would have been like, oh, I know who this character is now. She is good at giving orders under pressure. But, you know, she and Steven were taking turns telling each other what to do. And there was no scene where they talked about it. I mean, they're getting attacked by a monster. So um, it, it just kind of surprised me that they went that route in executing it. And that these, you know, ancient superheroes are taking orders from a child and an elderly woman. <laughs> hmm. Just suddenly under pressure. It's like, but I guess they had already gotten their butts handed to them by this puffer fish earlier in the day. So they were willing to try something else. Well, that was the other thing that they, their usual methods were, we tra- we've tried it all, we're all out of ideas. Let's at least try what the little boy and the old lady are going to say to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although I guess it was kind of a combination once it got down to the end because Garnet was trying to punch it at the beginning and she got blown away. Whereas uh, in this case, she did finally come down and punch it and it it was just she had somebody holding it still and uh, yeah, so it couldn't that they had to this, blow her away again. This glass against its butt, you know. So, but it, it was almost like what she tried the first time. It's like a modified version of that and it worked. Um, I, I really like visually, I really like that scene where she's, she's flying toward the thing and she just busts into it and she saves the day. Don't worry. Here comes Garnet is like the answer to half the episodes. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> well, she seems to just lie prone in the pizza's side. For, I don't know what, however long it takes the others to walk over there. I know. I was thinking, like, is she lying here on this roof just thinking about trying to remember the last time anything ever beat her? <laughs> it is. It, it does really become surprising to see anything get the better of her, even temporarily. It's just like, whoa, that thing just chucked her into the town. So, so off note, in, in order to do that, I had to do a very particular trick of literally blowing her away. Yeah. And then Stephen goes, oh, we blew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, puns. So it wasn't even that she couldn't couldn't fight hard enough. It's just that it can blow hard enough that it can blow away something of however much Garnet weighs a long distance, mm-hmm. which she can only do so much about. Yeah. In that case, you really need something more like, you know, a distance weapon like Amethyst's Whip to pull yourself at it or something or to hold it still and then attack it some other way, which they ended up doing, but not with a whip. Yeah. Say, this was the ball. I knew where there was a stock of laser light cannons. <laughs> well, as such, um, this is uh, something we've seen Steven hanging out with. Um, it's like, who else knows it's there? <laughs> uh, as we can see, it can sometimes take a while for Steven, for the patterns to line up in Steven's head. Yeah. Well, if only there was a lion with a sword in its head somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's in the lion, nowhere to be seen. Maybe he just figured he couldn't get back to the Rose Cave. Yeah, maybe lion is somewhere eating up crystal lizards. I say that that made lion different to most of the cats I know. I thought because if if I were just got a whole bunch of sausages and burgers out in the open like that, she would be definitely <laughs> investigating and trying to share. Yeah, you have to assume that Lion is off on his own adventures somewhere halfway across the world or something because, yeah, there's not much that would keep him away from that. <laughs> mm. And if he's anything like most other cats I know, see, the same food is more or less exciting depending on whether the people is trying to eat it. Yes, yep. The stuff I was, had for dinner last night, Olive was all over it when it was on my plate trying to get some of me. I gave her leftovers of exactly the same thing. What? <laughs> What's this? all of a sudden it's not interesting (laughs) i see i see how you are (laughs) cat (laughs) Mm. i think um the the other thing i found sort of peculiar about this episode was there was a lot of bickering uh like that even garnet was bickering with these you know you cheated and all this stuff and i'm like wow they're really at each other's throats over Mm -hmm. this and I'm used to seeing Amethyst and Pearl go like, you know, go oh, yeah. against that each other. That doesn't take much. But, you know, it's it wasn't too surprising to see. And they're both on opposite sides of this volleyball court with a pizza sister. 
um, with the one that matches them, which is funny. I love that. I loved that uh, Kiki and Pearl were both like, I want to keep tidy. <laughs> and, There's nothing wrong with me to keep tidy. Yeah, yeah. They kind of bonded there like, oh. But, um, you know, especially after we saw Pearl kind of lose her mind that Amethyst would use her powers against humans and stuff. There she is like making multiple copies of herself on the volleyball court. <laughs> <laughs> which is something we haven't seen her do um, unless hollow pearl counts, but they didn't seem to be hollow, hollow pearls. No, I, I thought they were just regular, um, regular non-solid illusions again. Yeah. They were some just, kind of transparent looking clones of her, but like, could they hit a volleyball? I don't know. <laughs> but it was Maybe certainly was just trying to confuse them. Yeah. It, I was just thinking it was confusing. I just thought they were regular yeah. pearlograms because yeah. she does that a lot. That's Yeah. That's what I kind of think. Um, Again, although, you know, when she was doing it, when she was sort of making this movement, like, ah, and she's like splitting up, it's not coming out of her head. So I don't, I kind of don't know what it was, uh, yeah, um, that's true. but gems are a mystery in general. They're just like, whenever you see one do something, you're like, I guess they can do that. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, we've definitely seen that they have skills or focus or something in particular powers and abilities because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pearl said that all gems can shapeshift and doing their outfits might be a sign of this unless outfits are a special subsidiary power of their own. Mm-hmm. But still today, Amethyst is the only one we've seen doing any real shapeshifting to anything right. besides her default form. Yep. The most Pearl has had has been outfit-based and her gem healing coma. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the the image projection is... Another one like that, that supposed that in theory they could all do it, but mm. it's just that Pearl is good at it or likes to do it. Yeah. I guess maybe Amethyst figures, why would I project an illusion when I can become the thing? Yeah, I definitely have this feeling of like Pearl as uh, in front of a classroom as a teacher being like the best thing in the whole world about my super gem abilities is that I can project visual aids. I can put these charts on the wall. You know, just by thinking about it, I can cast it onto the wall and use it as an illustrative tool or as a teaching aid. And that's all she could ever want. And she can stay back and keep herself tidy, not mm-hmm. have to get physically involved and mess herself up for practical demonstration. Yeah. I'm a little confused about the volleyball game, though. Like, why did they have two people on each side and then other people waiting? You know, like, and then they just take turns, swap out two of them. Like, what were they doing exactly? <laughs> I mean, you have bigger teams on volleyball, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought they were going for heats, which is fine. Yeah. But there was no need to. They could have just had four people on each side. And I think it was yeah. just for the storytelling sake of having everyone teamed up yeah. with their nearest counterpart. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see Pizza Grandma playing, yeah. <laughs> playing volleyball. <laughs> She's fine. Steven I hope we see her, her again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, when they meet... Nanafla, they they say, oh, I love Tiny Pizza Grandma. She's amazing. Like she's so like has so much attitude, and she just kind of wins you over. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think about the pizza family? I like them. They interesting enough to sort of be a a cohesive unit on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I'm dying for a pizza family series or anything <laughs> like that. But if if for some reason or another you were telling telling stories of just the pizza family, they are mixed and diverse in personality enough that you could do it mm-hmm. um they're not they're not just sort of their entire personalities they serve pizza and you know the the two daughters they're both you know teenage or teenage-ish and mm-hmm. they've got these personalities Nanafa isn't just a stereotypical sitcom grandma or anything she's gonna mm-hmm. sash back at her son with the dead fish thing yeah <laughs> you're so loud <laughs> Granted, coffee isn't exactly breaking any molds in terms of exasperated TV dads, but he still works. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Jenny Jenny and Kiki are supposed to be, uh, they're supposed to be twins. I don't think they say that in the episode, but they they never really go really specifically about it until like sometime later. And you're like, oh, are we supposed to know that? But yeah, they're twin sisters. Yeah, I I thought... Yeah, I thought one was a bit younger, but that might just be how they're acted or one's shorter. I don't know. 
<laughs> the first time I saw Kiki, I thought that she was supposed to be the person who was running the shop with Kofi, like that they were partners or something. Because you can never really tell with the way characters are drawn, how old they're supposed to be sometimes when they're an adult. It's like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. But, um, you know, then when you see other presentations of her, it's like, oh, no, she's she's much younger than him. That's her dad. So, um. <laughs> yeah, well, especially when their voices kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, voices are all age appropriate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and also yeah. not often on American television you get a family of African extraction or literally of African extraction. That's right. Yep, they are indeed. Um, you know, um, from, from Ghana. Uh, yeah, the characters are supposed to be from Ghana. Yeah, judging judging by the accents, accents, coffee and Danafwa came over, and the daughters sound like they were either very young or were born here. Or born there, yeah. I should say. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, but I like that. Again, just mixing up the, the demographics, the diversity of the people you see on your screen and in Beach City and not making a thing about it so that it's not their entire personality, which is what sometimes happens when you try to do diverse characters. That just becomes their entire thing. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you every gay character from about 1980 to 1995. Right. Oh. Yeah, um, one of my friends and I who talk a fair amount about media and how the 1980s tried so hard to uh, get diversity right and ended up tokenizing everything. We're talking about how they're like, well, it's PC to have a black character, you know, and my friend who I talk about this with is a black man. So, you know, of course, whenever he's watching cartoons and there's a kid that looks anything like him, but it was always the kid was, if they were black, they had uh, either they were into music and maybe they were rapping or, you know, or even if they weren't, they would have like headphones and they would be like the music guy. They would be the hip one with a boom box or something, yeah. or they would be a basketball player. So it's like there's, there's two modes. Sometimes they would be combined. I don't, I don't know any examples, but I'm sure he did. And it's like, if you, yeah, you want to have a black character, but of course you're going to make him a basketball rapper. <laughs> and I don't think any of these guys that we met today play basketball or rap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in, in fact a friend of mine similar similar sorts of conversations she's filipino she's of east asian descent and one of the things of her though is she says she is sick of the east asian character often being the nerd or the scientist but right. she acknowledges this is a hard hill for her to die on as she is east asian a nerd scientist mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah uh, but she she occasionally if, if we're watching something very old she occasionally finds the offensive things yeah. amusing uh, yeah probably more amusing than lots of other people asian or otherwise would right but she says it's not that i think it's okay it's just that it's so ridiculous i can't help yeah. myself watching it 70 years later and just looking how absurd it is absolutely yeah the, the really sort of heartbreaking thing about what the 80s was trying to do with their diversification is like that their hearts are in the right place they're trying to make it more accessible and more acknowledging that there's more in the world than pasty faces that they always had on every other group but then they just don't really know what else to do because they didn't ask anyone they're like this is my impression of them and like you were saying you know you you don't want to make somebody just one thing you don't want to just give them kind of one trait and then wrap their entire character around that trait but you also don't want to ignore where they come from so it's a balancing act where you know if they if if they were supposed to be say uh, an, an immigrant family from West Africa, but nobody had an accent, even though they had lived there, it would be like, oh well, how how do we tell that that's what you were going for? But you know, if you do what they did do, where the grandmother and the father have an accent and then the daughters do not, that tells you something about what their family is like. And it's, it's cool. And they still, you know, the, the girls, the teen girls will call their grandmother by, um, you know, a, the, the name that um, people from Ghana will call their grandmother. Ghana, they say Ganga. And um, it's just they don't sit there and sit you down and say, this is because of that. You know, you just pick it up that this is a different culture, but it's it's right there in Beach City. <laughs> So we go all this deep and then their their surname is Pizza. And I'm not sure how mm-hmm. many people called Pizza there are in Ghana. Yeah, you got you gotta think like, okay, did they just say 
we're gonna we're gonna arrive here and we're gonna have our name naturalized. So we'll just pick something that looks good. <laughs> or that, or you know, it's a secret history that their family invented pizza. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I had I had uh, discussed on some previous podcast episode they they really wanted to have somebody other than an italian immigrant family having a pizza shop so that's Mm. why they chose this and of course also because of ian jones cordy's background is that you know he's um uh trying to remember what uh i don't i don't actually know what his position was on the show at this point but you know he was he was working on the show and he had a lot to do with the creation and conceptions of the characters and this a lot of the characters are based on his family. Like, you know, the, the grandmother is based on his grandmother. So, um, and she was, um, his, his grandmother, like in real life is, um, um, Theodosia Oko. She, and she's like well-known, um, for making the, the flag of Ghana. She designed it. And uh, his family is like kind of a big deal over there. Like during the revolution and stuff, they were, they were, uh, important people and people of note. Um, which is, uh, it's just, it's interesting that, you know, you can go look at her, her bio and you can see all this stuff that she's done. And then it's like, and the character is based on her in Steven universe. <laughs> it's like, well, that's an achievement. <laughs> so, um, that's just fun. And it makes me think like, if you know, these characters, you sort of know what this person was like. It's really cool. <sighs> and I think also there's a, a certain stepping back from the demographic issue for a moment. There's a certain amount of archetyping that we've all met someone who gets easily set off and stubborn like Kofi. We've, mm-hmm. you know, and so we can we can relate to that. We can, you know, re- relate to grandmas who don't take their adult sons entirely seriously, even though they are yeah. adults and business owners and whatever else. Right. There's that's still their their little boy. I mean, uh, uh, like you said, he's really the only person so far who has acted like he is a, at all bothered that there's property damage. And I mean, he's he's right. Uh, I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, granted, they're fighting these super powered creatures that could destroy the town entirely if they wanted to. So um, but they should uh I guess at least acknowledge that this is having a negative effect on them. They shouldn't like just leap into the sky and disappear and be like, or even Amethyst is like, this place is wrecked. Give me one down low. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like almost like she's excited that it got destroyed. No accolades for you. No accolades for you, Amethyst. (laughs) And then she says, narc. (laughs) Wow. Like, did the censors know what a narc is? <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, speaking of their dynamic, I, re- I really like right at the beginning, they're fighting and uh, Pearl is like worried about, is Stephen hurt? Are you okay, Stephen? He's like, I've seen better days. And then Amos is like, Pearl, I got a boo-boo. And she says, I'll walk it off. <laughs> She's completely unsympathetic if Amethyst is hurt. She's like, I don't care about you. <laughs> that does give us a step in the character progress in that Stephen's not pretending he's doing better than he is in order to stay, stay in the adventure. Mm-hmm. He, he and they have reached the point where you can acknowledge getting hurt, but won't mm-hmm. be, you know, recoddled instantly. Yeah. I love that he's, he's like taking his turn to fight this thing and he throws this boogie board at the at the puffer fish and it just sticks on one of the spikes he's like yep it got it's got spikes <laughs> it's like he didn't do anything steven but good job <laughs> i love he says this confident deductive voice as if working out whether it's got spikes has been somehow the problem all along yes yeah well we're so glad for that intel thank you steven now we can now we can fight it better somehow <laughs> um i liked um I like that when they decided that they didn't really care that they had been banned. Um, uh, you mentioned in your summary how she was, Amethyst says she, she didn't even think the pizza was any good. Um, and when I first saw this episode, I was like, we're going to see her eating it like later today, aren't we? But we didn't. But um, she eats literal garbage. It's like mm. she doesn't care if food is good. Yeah. <laughs> she's gonna that, eat it. or how bad does she think the pizza is if that's what she's rating it against 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, you could go entirely the other way and say, if Amethyst says that this food is low quality, how good can it be? But Steven seems to like it. Steven seems to get pizza pretty often from them. It seems to be a pretty cornered market though. (laughs) I haven't seen any other pizza businesses so far. (laughs) So far, it seems to be a one of everything town. Yeah, we got a fry shop, we got a donut shop, and we got a pizza shop. There seem to be some other less focused upon food merchants over at Funland. So, hmm. What do you think of Stephen calling the gems fun, smart, and mysterious? (laughs) I originally thought he was going to name Pearl last. She was going to get with some backhanded non-compliment that she would still take. Ah, but then he calls Scarlet mysterious and he just laughs. <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> she likes that. She smiled. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm mysterious. This is how my little donut son thinks of me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'll, I'll keep saying nothing about myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, just an aside... Since the last time we recorded, I've actually heard Estelle speak as herself about something to do with her her music. She was talking about an upcoming show. Mm. It was just on a YouTube loop thingy. And I hadn't realized, well, because I hadn't heard Estelle speak as herself, the difference between her voice and Garnet's. But when she was speaking a lot in the kitchen scene, it seemed closer to Estelle's voice. So maybe this is what happens if she has to say more than about five words at a time. Mm. With like maybe less control and focus. Or it just varies Could be. here and there. That, that happens a lot on some shows. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Not so much that it didn't sound like Garnet, but having heard Estelle, I could notice the change. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting hearing Estelle talk in like her interviews and stuff because the timbre of her voice is very different. It's much more expressive. It's higher. You know, it's, it's much more conversational and uh, human, you know, <laughs> whereas it sounds like she boils her, her voice down to like this very calm, very even, significantly lower pitch voice. And it's her, but it's a world of difference. A lot less South London. Yeah. Whereas uh, if you listen to Dee Dee Magno Hall being interviewed for her role as Pearl or Michaela Dietz as Amethyst, you know, they basically you could take their dialogue and put it in the show. They just sound exactly like themselves. (laughs) Although also now I think about it, Estelle, in the clip I saw, she was promoting a thing, so she might have also been doing a bit of a this is my stage persona thing. But she was doing a, oh, what up, I'm playing at this venue and on this Sunday, so you'll be there, which of course is not something Garnet would ever say. But then Estelle is unlikely to promote her concerts by saying something like, it has all the power of a breakfast. There we go. It's <laughs> great. Mm. Come see my two of the South Face. There's all the power of a breakfast. Mm. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, it was funny when they were sitting there with this food in front of them and Garnet's like, we don't need to eat. And just sitting there stoically in front of this food that's just sitting in front of them. And right after that, they're, uh, they're they're talking about the temple and how it's been there. It's uh, that they live in in the inner sanctums and are only accessible by magical doors, you know. And she's being really awkward. <laughs> I admit, That's I was funny. surprised when Garnet, who had the food in front of her, said that we don't need to eat. That Amethyst didn't pop up and said, "Yeah, finishing that, then grab." Right. Oh, that was a lost opportunity. She definitely ate her sandwich. Um, I think it was Garnet. Yeah, I believe it was Garnet. She just had like a, a bald hot dog with no bun just sitting on her plate. <laughs> like, this looks like food. I'll put it there. <laughs> Not that that's something you couldn't do, but I do it. Oh, see that? Veggie dogs. Didn't... This is interesting because that didn't strike me because often at barbecues here, people will just Mm -hmm. flat out eat the sausages and not put Mm -hmm. them in buns or bread or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. and in fact, during the holiday season, went to a lot of barbecues and I did that myself with chorizo. Mm -hmm. So, okay, it didn't even occur to me to notice that. That's interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, She didn't have anything, just, you know, one 
hot dog sitting there with no ketchup or anything, like made no move to eat it. And um, I think there were other hot dogs, but I'm not positive about that. Um, I think, uh, you know, the rest of them were eating hamburgers on buns and hot dogs and buns, but um, it kind of seemed like he was grilling a lot of food that never really ended up anywhere. (laughs) He was grilling more food than there were people. Um, So... It wouldn't surprise me if it just all got blown away. Yeah. And in fact, just just adding to the above, yeah, over here, a, a hot dog only refers to the full thing of the bun. The sausage on ah. its own wouldn't be, called, wouldn't be called a hot dog. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because Nenefois did say, show me where the hot dogs are. Um, but a lot of times I don't buy bread, so but I like to have veggie dogs and I'll just um, I'll warm them up and I'll cut them up and eat them with a fork, dipping them in ketchup just by themselves. So. Yeah, that's how I was eating. That's how I was eating chorizos at New Year. Oh, okay. There used to be a vegan place nearby that did great vegetarian chorizos, but they shut up shop Ooh. recently. Is that uh, spicy? Yeah, I thought it was. Oh, yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. I'm such a wimp. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm long experienced in various kinds of spice. So. Ah. To, to me, yeah. to me, it's just a tingle. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff out there that people will they'll double and triple down on how not spicy it is, and then I, I can't even get I can't even walk near it because my eyes will start watering. I'm I'm that bad. Yeah, I've, you're not the only one. I've got other other friends like that. Oh, I, in fact, one of my friends at work. I we really we'll, we'll go back to the cartoon in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd got some some spicy prepared chips from an Indian food van and. I was just eating them for lunch and a friend of mine went, oh, I steal your chips now. Stole one of my chips and just about died. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, could see, uh, I could see Amethyst enjoying that. Oh, yeah. Amethyst would love intense spiciness. Amethyst would chug the 10 out of 10 sauce. Yeah, more than likely. You think uh, it would be Pearl or Garnet who would voluntarily eat next? <laughs> I, I would say... Per- Pearl would become curious enough at least to try eating. I'm not sure she'd like it. Mm-hmm. She did say she likes pie. <laughs> she sure did. She didn't prove it, but she did say it. So, you know, maybe, I mean, you're certainly grading on an interesting scale when you're trying to see who likes food and you're comparing them to amethyst. Yeah. So comparing regular humans to amethyst is enough of a thing, let alone gems who don't even have to eat and therefore don't even have to form sort of taste parameters. It's true. Um, cause when you said that about drinking 10 out of 10 sauce, I was thinking, you know, garnet can be pretty competitive. So I wonder what, like a, who can eat the spiciest stuff contest would look like between her and amethyst. And then I'm like, well, garnet and amethyst don't really fight. It's pearl and amethyst who fight. So, um, and I just started thinking, Oh, food contests between the three of them. What would that look like? <laughs> I could see one of those contests where the participants have to eat the progressively spicy peppers or what have you. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, one of my friend's husbands did that and he ended up in hospital from it. Really? Oh, yeah. my God. And he didn't win. Oh. oh, my goodness. Well, that's disappointing. It's disappointing either way, but if yeah. on top of that you don't even win. Yeah, he was fine, but he'd severely overestimated his um, capacity, I think. Mm. I don't know. I just don't like my food to hurt. <laughs> well, I used to be one of those to spice you the better people, but now I've backed off to, no, I would prefer to taste that. Yes. Have an endurance test with every meal. Yeah, I guess it's a different experience, and it just depends on which experience you want. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What else can we talk about with the beach party before I go into my other segments? <laughs> uh, is, mm. is there much to talk about? Uh, we've, we we talked a lot any... about this little 11 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't hit any sort of major story beats or anything that Mm-mm. that we know of. No, I mean, mm, I guess if we had to boil this one down, um, we got a tiny little lore drop about that they don't have to eat. Which we've um, all but worked out for ourselves by this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, saw another corrupted gem. We got introduced to the pizza family. Uh, and 
we saw property damage addressed. I don't know. There's, there's not really anything about this episode. I think Mm. that gives us anything we know that we're building on at this point. I mean, maybe the, maybe the changes of their outfits was an interesting thing we've never seen before. Yeah. We haven't seen them do that except for Pearl's um, Mm -hmm. healing thing, but yeah. Yeah, the, the closest we've seen is Amethyst doing a full shapeshift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she can change her clothes and everything for that too. But when she comes back, she's still just wearing her default form. So no, that was that was interesting to see. Because, yeah, I mean, you generally just see Amethyst changing her, uh, her, her visual presentation, and then all three of them did it. And even Steven was actually wearing different clothes than usual. So just didn't glow when he did it. <laughs> Maybe the artist just wanted a bit of fun of drawing everyone in beachwear. Yes. So this was Lamar Abrams again, the person who brought us Onion last time. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I noticed his name as we went through the opening. And he did this by himself again. <laughs> so it's pure and unadulterated Lamar Abrams. <laughs> so you can blame him for all the weirdness, any weirdness you see. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with him on this one. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, like I said, the 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 writing stuff on this one that I didn't like is, I, I think it's I think it's more pet peevey than it is necessarily saying like, oh, this is like less quality writing or something. I think it's just I don't like plots like that where where they they everybody has their special part that they have to that they're there because they have to play this part. <laughs> Whereas I'd like to because we've seen it once in 18 episodes. Yeah. And so to me, it seemed a bit more of a, a creative way to let everyone join in, mm-hmm. but not, I mean, even though I know this is what happens when you write something, not something overly set up to make sure everyone had something to do. If this happened every week, I'd probably find it far more contrived. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely agree. Hmm. Uh, what should we do next? Should we do the food stuff or the merch stuff or the factoid stuff we don't have any music uh, let's go factoids first let's go alphabetical order factoids oh, okay I, factoid uh, comes before food in the alphabet i don't have much for this one besides what i already said about lamar abrams boarding it and i have the uh, the synopsis written down over here which says uh after a battle damages fish stew pizza Stephen throws a cookout at the temple to mend the relationship between the pizza family and the crystal gems that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, which is it in a nutshell, I suppose. Yes. Um, and I guess um, I kind of already said the other factoid thing earlier is that um, there was this connection with Ian's family. So we already had that discussion. Um, I think if there's anything else factoidy about it. You know what? Um, I could tell you this. Um, there's a... Uh, okay, so normally we don't get names for the... Uh, the monsters, uh, besides things like centipedal and stuff, but usually they just fight a monster and that's it. Um, but the the folks who draw draw for the show, some of them have their own blogs, and then they have a group blog that's like Steven Kruniverse or something like that. Um, and sometimes they would put uh, model sheets and stuff. They would share cool stuff like that. And they shared the model sheet for this monster, and it had a name, and it was named Watermelon Tor- Tourmaline. <laughs> So, uh, and that's, I mean, her real, uh, a, a real, uh, gemstone that has the, that coloring. So I, I thought that was really interesting. It had a, a gemstone name. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Hopefully it, uh, when you find it in the wild, it doesn't look like a big puffer fish. I have to look at a picture of one later. Cause now I'm curious of, a, oh. of the gem actually called that the, the actual rock. Be careful Googling it. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully most of the time when you Google a gemstone name, you'll actually get a picture of the gemstone and not a Steven Universe character, but you can never be sure now. <laughs> yeah, I've actually thought I had to look up a gemstone name for work the other day. Unfortunately, it either is not a character or the, is not important enough to override the name of the actual gemstone. Yeah. It only occurred to me partway in. And I couldn't say, oh, could someone else handle this case for me? Because it Right. Be I don't want to spoil myself on a cartoon. Uh, I won't say one way or the other, but would you mind telling me which gem, just out of curiosity? Chrysopris. It's what? Oh, okay. Yeah. A pretty green one. Yeah. That's very interesting. Okay. <laughs> mm. 
what next? Food or merchandise? Food. <laughs> well, are you hungry after watching that? Because, of course, I did a beach grilling type thing. I definitely am. I think you're going to the other vegetarian hot dog place after we've done this. Ah, I don't have that option because where I am, it's 930 at night. But I do have some fake burgers in my freezer, so I might have to. But um, I didn't actually do it on the beach. Uh, I have a friend who has a portable grill. And I asked him, I was like, if I buy you a bunch of hamburgers and hot dogs, will you bring your grill over here and let me take pictures for a cartoon? And he's used to me. So he's like, yeah. So, <laughs> um, uh, so I, uh, I made veggie versions of hot dogs and hamburgers for me. And I made real versions of hamburgers and hot dogs for him. Well, he grilled his and uh, helped me grill mine because I don't know anything about grilling. But now I've sort of learned. Um, and, you know after taking them off the grill and putting them on buns and adding stuff to them, there really isn't much to this. Um, and there wasn't anything else there besides hot dogs and hamburgers, really. There was not even really any sides or anything. But, um, you know, because... Cookout 101. Yeah. So because there was no um, real creative aspect to it, it's just some hot dogs and hamburgers. I, you know, I had a little fun with making up some plates and getting out my, my, uh, my plushies and having a little dinner. Um, oh. my friend was a good sport. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually helped me with a few other recipes where it made more sense to do it as a straight, like meat food. And, you know, he's come to my house and cooked a steak before because of cartoons. So <laughs> now he gets it. Um, Cool. He's into it. Yeah. I mean, he got a lot of free meat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's always down for that. <laughs> uh, we had we had a good time with that. And um, that was also the night that uh, I had some leftover crystal lizards from the previous episode. And he ate, well, he got to eat one of those. <laughs> yeah. And had what did you have for dinner? Steak and, ca- steak and candy lizard. Yeah. Yeah, he got to have that for dessert. And he said he wished that there was more. I'm like, are you secretly a lion? <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Um, but, you know, I'm not really a, a fan of grilled food as much. I, I don't like char. So if it gets charred, I don't really care for it that much. But it's kind of part of the experience for a lot of people. I like it grilled, but char doesn't do it for me. So I'm obviously very <laughs> fussy in that regard. <laughs> I see. So... High five on that. <laughs> um, shall I, I go into my merch yeah, I guess, corner? I guess, I guess that brings us to merch. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't make it too related. So I just brought, I brought a book uh, that is called Best Buds Together Fun. Um, uh, and I picked this one because it did have the gems in their beach outfits on the cover. Oh, nice. And it is a little activity book. And some of the things inside of it are too spoilery for, you, spoilery for you at this point. Actually, quite a lot of them are. But they're fun little things. You can have, uh, you know, cutouts of the gems and make your little paper dolls, <laughs> cut them out and put them on stands. Um, they have little mazes and talk bubbles for them and quizzes for the characters. <laughs> what was Amethyst's professional wrestling name? <laughs> purple Puma. Yes. It's not the Purple Meanie. <laughs> it's actually a choice in here i have a map of beach city in here oh. it's pretty cool um but it's just kind of like a cutesy little kid um activity book yeah and um they actually like they stopped making this line i uh with all the weird recipes i've done like I've, people have asked me several times like hey why don't you make a recipe book for the show and you know i have i I have uh, no intention of creating something that is associated with this franchise if it's not officially licensed. You know what I mean? It's it's like, I know a lot of people do that, but I don't want to make money off of something that's not mine. Um, especially some things like that get mistaken for official all the time, even if they say unofficial on them. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you so, mean. Um, I So I just put it on a blog and talk about it here, but uh, it's... Um, I, so I, I, uh, a lot of people have said like, Hey, why isn't there already a recipe book and stuff? So, um, a while back I review on like Amazon and other review sites, I review all of the Steven universe books. And I 
caught a couple of typos in a sheet music book where they did all the songs from season one. And I caught a couple of typos and had a, a little bit of critical feedback, which was in a review that was otherwise mostly positive. But the person who wrote the book responded to my review, which you're kind of not supposed to do, but she wanted, she wanted to thank me for my thorough response to it. And, you know, we, we, we talked back and forth a little bit about it because, you know, I'm also in publishing and, you know, we just, we, we talked about, um, you know, this, uh, this specifically this book. And then a while later when people were asking me like, Hey, why don't you make a recipe book? I decided to ask her because I vaguely knew her and I'm like, Hey, I'm writing to this lady who she worked at the publisher that publishes these books. And um, I asked her, what are the chances that there could be a recipe book and, or can I be involved? <laughs> and she answered me and she said, well, um, number one, I don't work there anymore. But number two, before I left there, they decided to discontinue this activity books line because it doesn't make very much money. Only the ones that are written by Rebecca Sugar make any money. So they just don't really see the need to keep making them. But then on top of that, a recipe book has usually has different bindings, so it would be more expensive. And for something like a recipe book, you would have to either have photos or a lot of new art, which again is expensive. Um, but then even on top of that, they would use someone internally who was associated with the brand already. They wouldn't use somebody who comes in from outside, even if you know, they know what they're doing with book manuscripts and have their own agent and stuff like that. Like, well, yeah, even if we were going to do it, we couldn't use you. And I'm like, that's okay. But I, it's cool to have an answer for what they're doing. Um, but it is a little sad that there aren't going to be more of these activity books. Yeah, so I did wonder about there being a real recipe book too. I mean, yeah. I thought surely if Star Trek Voyager can have one, the show with all this actual food every week can do one too. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, never say never, because I mean, at some point, maybe they'll change their minds or something. I don't know. But I don't know. I mean, the the people who work on this show, uh, almost all of them grew up in this age of really murky definitions of intellectual property. <laughs> and so none of them are going to freak out about fan art or fan fiction or sue anybody for making a fan shirt or whatever, um, as they would have in previous years. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of unlicensed merchandise out there. And I mean, as long as you're not representing it as official merchandise, you'll probably be fine. I, I guess since I'm older, I still have like sort of these mixed feelings. Like, am I stealing from people if I make something that I would collect money for, even if I'm not trying to make a profit. It's like I'm using somebody else's ideas without them explicitly saying I can. Um, but to be honest, I probably could release something if I wanted to, like just a self-published thing. I, I probably could do it for a recipe book, but I, I, I don't see myself actually ever doing it. Yeah, no, I don't doubt you could do it if, if you wanted to, but yeah, if you've got those reservations about it. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, as of the last couple of years, there's a Steven Universe specific fan convention that happens every year. I've never been to it, um, but I bet you I could sell a lot of copies at a place like that if I made Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, is what it is. So that's Best Buds Together Fun. And I think it's really cute that it has Connie and Steven on the front cover. And the gems and bathing suits, except for Amethyst, who is a beach ball. Mm. You can have coloring time. <laughs> oh my gosh, every page is different. <laughs> they have a um, they have a page in this activity book that's designed to look like it's people's um, like gems and humans uh, social media profiles, and they want you to add <laughs> status updates for what you think they would say on social media. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Actually, it, it kind of looks like it's Twitter because it has the replies and, oh, maybe not. I don't know. It kind of, it looks like, oh yeah, maybe it is Twitter. It's like you can reply, you can re like retweet it or you can favorite it. And uh, I'm looking at the uh, pre-made levels of how many reblogs and likes they gave to the characters. <laughs> uh, looks like... Uh, Garnet's posts have the most likes, but Stevens have the most uh, retweets. That's adorable. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to imagine them on social media. 
What's that? I'm imagining them on social media. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, no, it used to be the thing to give your characters a MySpace account. Oh, yeah. Up to this point, I think the only thing that exists out there in the real world that's a counterpart is uh, Ronaldo's blog Mm. exists. But I've seen a thing where Cartoon Network will let a character take over their Twitter for a promotion. That's fun. They'll change the profile picture to the character's picture and they'll say in character things for a while. (laughs) It's really funny. So it's neat when the characters themselves also have social media, though, like within the story. (laughs) Hmm. Why are we talking about Ronaldo? He wasn't even in this episode. It's a different food based family. (laughs) Oh, um, you know what? I I didn't ask you a probing question yet. No, I was just thinking that. So you got one for me? Um, well, I, I kind of did be- because it just came out of nowhere that I was thinking which person Garnet or Pearl would eat first, but that wasn't much of a spirited discussion. So let me see. Um, how about, um, they said, okay, so they said that they don't need to eat. Um, do you have any theories on if they need any kind of sustenance and what it might be or how they'd get it? <sighs> I occasionally come back to, and even though at this point it was just throw, throw, a throwaway lyric, that Stephen referred to their bodies as illusions. Mm. I don't think that's literally true because mm. they're, they're definitely pretty tangible bodies, whether or not they're made of the same things as ours, which, and I think it's a safe guess that they are not. Mm-hmm. But mm. it could be that they can take in light as energy. You could see that. Yeah, a, a bit like how Superman also subsists on solar energy. So, Oh, they, does he? I mean, I thought he eats, but what he needs is sunlight. Uh, he, he eats, but he needs, it kind of varies depending on what you're reading or watching, but oh. he, he, does need, he does need sunlight and how much he needs, like whether he needs a little bit or a lot or how often, again, is a bit of a, nebulous in the retelling or purposes of the story thing but it's generally taken that sunlight tends to charge up his powers i guess i did hear that his powers come from having a yellow sun and it wouldn't have been that way on krypton but it is on earth because of the sun yeah so i I have heard that again it's it's, it is a bit shaky and the because there's so many versions of superman and supergirl out there Mm mm-hmm but yeah, I can imagine the gems taking in light. I mean, light is a mm-hmm. form of energy. We we power things from solar energy, even right here, right now. So depending on how their biology, if that's what you call it, works, I can, um, I can imagine them doing so. I mean, we haven't seen them in darkness for any sustained period. I guess longer than a longer than I suppose a night or so, and we can go without eating for longer than that. So mm-hmm. supposing they can go of, go of being in the dark for longer is fine. Yeah. I mean, usually if you have a character saying that they don't need to eat or they don't eat and sleep like humans do, it's like you assume there's an instead. So uh, and then they never tell you what, you know, they're not ever talking about what, what do they do instead. You never see like the gem version of eating. They don't pull out a cord and plug themselves into the yeah. wall or whatever. Yeah, I suppose we also don't know if eating can work for their energy or if it's just purely a sensory experience and the food just disappears somehow once they've eaten it. Right. Um, I guess even Amethyst hasn't told us the details of her digestive system, but, you know, you have to wonder with all the eating she does, does she use Stephen's bathroom or what? Yeah. Or just go outside and occasionally you'll step in some lion crap or some amethyst crap. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably purple. <laughs> Even if it didn't have to be, she'd make sure to leave her signature. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's that's a funny idea. It's just like, oh, I stepped in amethyst trap again. <laughs> oh, I just but grossed uh, myself out. <laughs> on a less gross note, can can she withdraw energy and nutrients from all the from the food she eats if she wants to, or is it mm. you know only whatever else or are there actual gems like, you know, perpetual motion machines, which, of course, are usually held up as impossible, but we're well beyond normal physics now? Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty established. Come to think yeah. of it, and this could just be Stephen's strangeness, when Pearl was 
in her gem coma, Stephen did put her gem underneath a lamp. He did. You know, I, I took it as a gag, like, oh, he's trying to get it to warm up like an egg. But um, yeah, <laughs> maybe it helped. <laughs> See, if, um, until until any anything nudges me otherwise, I'm going to assume they can somehow take in and store light as energy because... Well, for the most part, they're always going to be in at least some level of light. It's very rare to be in actual, complete darkness. Yeah. Yep. I like your theory. (laughs) So that's my probing question. And I think, unless you have any final thoughts, that may also be our episode. I think that's our episode. Okay. I guess we'll see you all next time. Should I should I say it for what the what the name of the next episode is? Yeah, let's let's leave them and me hanging on the uh, title alone. See you next time for episode nineteen, Rose's Room. Oh, hello. Yeah, <laughs> that always gets people's attention, doesn't it? <laughs> I have at least suspicions about that, but you'll hear about them next time. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Ivy and Daria on Not-So-Giant Women. You can find episodes of the show in video form by looking up Not-So-Giant Women on YouTube or in audio form at anchor.fm slash not-so-giant-women or your podcatcher of choice. You can also find us on Facebook. Audio production by Daria. Video production and music by Ivy. Daria can also be heard on Postploitation, the Ausploitation podcast, and Ivy at her Steven Universe fan blog at love-takes-work.tumblr.com. Steven Universe was created by Rebecca Sugar and remains property of Cartoon Network. No infringement is intended. <laughs>